0: Have you ever considered that we already had thy kingdom come in earth as it is in heaven? Please follow along with an open heart, mind, and Bible as we rediscover the words of Scripture through the historical context of the time in which it was written. Greetings to the kingdom citizen. I'm your host, Glenn Crew, and as an ambassador of the Kingdom of God, I'm so honored and excited to be with you again as it is the will of the king, both spiritually and politically, because we represent a government that is the kingdom of God. Greetings. Greetings, greetings, my fellow citizens. I hope this week has a uh, Blessed you, as I normally would say. Um, being blessed is uh, the will of the king. You know, no matter what you're going through today, know that God is the creator of all. And he knows that what you're going through, uh, he's already conquered. My favorite verse, John sixteen thirty three says, trials and tribulations will come. But be of good cheer, I have already overcome the world. So rest in that, my fellow citizens. So um, this week, we will continue to lay out a picture to show how God organized every detail in the beginning that he wants us to know through uh, his word. So before we begin, I just want you to keep in mind to look at the word. Through the lens of a kingdom, this is the the backdrop of this podcast, is to to help one understand the kingdom is an important message to to view God's word, so that one we know where we come from, how we were and were to to be established here in Earth as a kingdom, and then. You know, the fall severed us from the kingdom and then Jesus, our Lord and Savior, brought the kingdom connection back to the creator. Right. But we just haven't experienced that yet in full. So we we want to keep that in mind uh, as we go through the text and remember uh, the term dominion refers to a king's authority, his absolute power. And the word dominion refers to property, the area, the authority in which it extends or influences. Okay, so uh, let's get into the word. I know that we've been in, uh, last week we were in Genesis 1, and we didn't get any further. So um, 1 and 2, they have enough context there that, we, we can dig even deeper on that. But, you know, I want to try to keep the, the podcast short just so that we can, uh, you know, I want to keep the ear of the listener as well. But uh, what we're going to do now is go to Genesis 1 and we're going to read 3 and 5, 3 through 5. It says, Then God said, Let there be light. And there was light. God saw that the light was good. And God separated the light from darkness. God called the light day and the darkness he called night. And there was evening and there was morning one day. Now, again, there's a lot to unpack even in, you know, verses three through five. But let's just kind of go through some uh, some commentary of this. Right. I'm going to utilize some more commentary to you know, help further deepen and, and add some clarity. And so that, you know, you can see that what I'm wanting to convey uh, through this podcast is not just my own thought process. Right. But it is an avenue to help those who uh, are in the word and those who are, are just now starting to apply a correct visual lens through the word so that it attaches to the heart and and it digs into your your heart uh, differently. So uh, in Genesis 1-3, it says here that God said effortlessly that he spoke light into existence, right? So we know that it says Then God said, you know, even the word then, that means it happened immediately. So after, you know, verses one and two, where it says in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Then God said, let there be. Right. So it's like all this happened. It didn't happen simultaneously, but it happened in a moment of time right after each other right so this is let you know that then God said that means it happened right then you know so it says then God said let there be light and there was light and you want to notice here this is not the creation of the sun this is light right so when you confirm that with scripture you know David spoke about it in a psalm Actually, he spoke about it in in two Psalms, right? So in Psalm 33 and 6, David says, By the word of the Lord, the heavens were made, and by the breath of his mouth, all of their hosts were made as well. And in Psalms 148 and 5, it says, Let them praise the name of the Lord, for he commanded, and they were created. So it just further expresses when God speaks, he creates. And I know that, you know, we hear um, a lot of, of, of different messages that says, you know, hey, speak what you want into existence. You know, we we probably used to have that that kind of, I would say, authority. That kind of power would probably be. In my opinion, probably too much, but authority we had the authority probably before the fall before you know we um sinned against God. I don't know what type of authority or power we had, but I would assume that the power that we had was more uh in abundance and 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 a totally different before the fall, of course than after the fall, right so I think when we kind of view this, this uh, speaking the word, we we definitely want to speak positivity. We want to speak what we want to see and what we have in faith for. But that power uh, ultimately now resides with God. You know, he's he's going to supply that for us when we go to him. Let's continue with breakdown of this. So it also talks about the light and the dark. So this dispels the darkness of, of Genesis one, two light, you know, so the greater and the lesser lights, which are the sun and the moon, they, they haven't been created yet. You know, they're not created until Genesis uh, one, 14 through 19, which is the fourth day. So here God was the provider of light. So he was the provider of this light. So when we go and dig deeper into cross-referencing uh, the word, it says here in Second Corinthians 4 and 6, it says this. For God, who said light shall shine out of darkness, is the one who has shown in our hearts to give the light of knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Christ. Now, this word further expresses what is meant by the light of knowledge of the glory of God. This is where, you know, you have to, this is where you deepen your, your search of the text as you study the word to get a better understanding. You know, referencing scripture brings out clarity to what God wants us to find out and know, right? This is what he wants revealed to us. So, We don't, we don't normally, how, you know, we, we get revelation, you know, we get an understanding of, of the word, but there's nothing new revealed under the sun. We just rediscover it, right? We, we, we rediscover things, you know, sometimes it is revealed, but revelation is just, I think sometimes the context of that word just kind of distorts, you know, the, the power of God's word, at times, just depending on how it's 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 utilized. But let's continue. It says here, um, this is why Jesus spoke in parables. So if you know about the conversation that he had with the disciples, this type of understanding is revealed to those who search for God. You know, some deeper things are revealed to those who go one step further to search for God to search for clarity, to search for understanding. And that's why it's important to not only just take the word at at face value, but also go a little deeper because this is where God shows himself to you and it allows you to deepen your relationship with God because that's the goal is, you know, you got to have a relationship in order to go deeper. You know, there has to be some type of Relationships, some some things are are given, you know, to one to deepen that, and and God wants to deepen that relationship with you. So when you're looking at word, try to do that uh, your personal time with God, so one can see that how important light and darkness have deepened the internal meeting meaning from the beginning, right? Our God did everything in the beginning to cover us from. Our mistakes he knew that from the beginning so separating the light and the dark you know that has a, a metaphor from the very beginning you know he was separating the light from the dark separating sin from us you know from the light you know those who have accepted our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ has stepped into the light and those who haven't are, are separated are in darkness what a God what a father And what a redeemer. Right. That's that's just awesome to know So when we go and look back at the separation of of the light, it also takes you back to it also takes you back to Colossians 1 and 13. It says here, for he rescued us from the dominion of darkness and transferred us to the kingdom of his beloved son, in whom he have redemption and forgiveness of sins. So there's a couple of things I just want to point out here. Dominion, that term dominion and of darkness and transferred us to the kingdom of his beloved son. There's the word kingdom again. Kingdom is important. And that's in Colossians 1 and 13. Again, you can see how important light and dark, darkness is in, in, in the word, right? It's like God called the day called the light day and called the darkness night and there was evening and there was morning one day so god says god gives dominion to those who give name you know give a name to something so that's why he charged adam to name the animals because that's what he gave him dominion over right was the earth And in the animals, right? So here now, God demonstrates his, his dominion over the light, over the darkness of the earth, of the universe, right? So he's, he's showing ownership here. He's showing that this is his kingdom. He's the provider of this, this everyday necessity for us, the light That we see that allows us to see the things, the material things that that are being built, you know, allows us to see, you know, cars and concrete and roads, buildings, people. It allows us to to see and bring illumination to the things that we see. So that's how important our God is. He's the provider of that. So each day when we wake up, there should be an enormous amount of gratitude just for the light. You know, when you're praying, thank you, Lord, for the light. You know, the very thing he, he did was hovering and bringing breath and bringing light. This is our God. And how wonderful is, is it to know that God? So this is the end of our conversation for today. But I want to kind of end it with right in Revelations 21 and 22. He says here, I saw no temple in it for the Lord, the almighty, the lamb are its temple. It says, "And the city has no need of the sun or the moon to shine it, to shine on it for the glory of God has illuminated it. And its lamp is the lamb. The nations will walk by its light and the kings of the earth will bring their glory into it. The beginning of this light, that when God said, let there be light here, that's his glory. And it's going to shine in the new heaven and the new earth. And there won't be no sun. There won't be no moon. There won't be no stars, right? There won't be no electricity of light that we create, you know, or that we make uh, from the things that he created. When you just sit back and you meditate on that, that's that just brings a whole new meaning and definition to um, what you think about our Lord and Savior, our God. You know, so God is sovereign. He's the Lord of all and he's the creator of all. He's the sole owner, the sole possessor of heaven and earth. And this makes God the king of the universe right? The king of all his ownership and his authority. It extends here on earth with his kingdom influence. And when you meditate on that factor, your thoughts of God deepen your gratitude widens and your love for the creator becomes greater. So I'd like to end today's podcast with an altar call. And if you have ears to hear the call of God at this moment and has asked you to be willing to submit to him and become a part of the kingdom, repeat this confession after me. I confess with thy mouth and that Jesus is Lord, and I believe in my heart that God has raised him from the dead and thou shall be saved. That's Romans 10 and 9. And if you said this with a deep personal conviction without reservation that Jesus is the sovereign over me and everything that I have in my life, that he's the sovereign owner, this phrase includes repenting from sin, trusting in Jesus for salvation and submitting to him as Lord. This is the volitional element of our faith. And if you uh, said that wonderful verse and repeat it after me i i'd like to know that and if uh you can share that with the with me in the comments that you accepted i'd just like to celebrate you and i'm sure other fellow citizens will like to celebrate you as well but until next week kingdom citizens may the grace of our lord jesus be with you all have a blessed week